0: like Goldilocks and the Three Bears where this Karen done broke into these bears' house and towed it up.
1: <laughs> Literally, like. that story has always bothered me. I was like, so you came in, ate their food, broke their bed, did all this stuff, and that's it?
0: <laughs>
1: There's no consequences? <laughs> the bears don't even try and eat you?
0: Because she got told you she was goldilocks listen you words mean things pay attention to what you've been told you understand three brown bears a mama bear a papa bear and a baby bear so man woman and child brown people (laughs) a blonde woman can come in your house and f it up and nothing will happen it's crazy
1: what's up what's up my highness queens we are back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Welcome to September. My gosh, I can't believe we're already in September. Like, literally, the year is almost over. We only have three and a half more months left. That's fucking crazy. But anyways, um, this month's episode is with my cousin, reina she is a reiki practitioner but which is what we were supposed to be talking about on this this episode because i really wanted to bring a conversation to y'all about reiki and and you know chakras and uh crystals and all of that stuff but reina truly is um i don't don't know the right word i I, i'm sure whatever word i would give is not going to be the right word but I would say, like, a conduit, an intuitive person who just, like, really feels things. And every time I have a conversation with her, I am left with just amazing things to think about, different ways to look at um, the problems that I've been running into, a lot of reframing. And that's what this conversation turned into. And it, it was a lot of just gems on gems on gems. And I know I say that every episode, but, like, really, I felt like she was just really kind of preaching to me and um I wanted to share that with you guys um I hope that a few things from this episode hits a few people out there in the like exact right spot because there were quite a few moments where I was like hmm didn't think of it that way hmm she's kind of fucking right bet let me get on my shit (laughs) And so I just really wanted to share that with you guys. So this episode is not as structured as it normally is. We do do our high blessings, but that's really about it. The rest of the episode is, um, us talking about different things and her really just kind of saying what she needs. She feels she needs to say in the moment. And I just know that I got a lot of, um, satisfaction. I don't know if that's the right word either. Um, a lot of things to think about after talking to her and even just listening back to the episode, um, during the editing, like she was saying some good stuff. So, um, I hope that you guys enjoy. And like I said, I hope there's a few people out there who get something from this episode. Well, I hope y'all get something from every episode, but really this episode, because I think it is just really inspirational. Um, so yeah, let's, I think, I think that's good enough of an introduction because I think the episode speaks for itself or at least Raina speaks for herself. So let's get into this episode. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's my family. So it's extra special, extra special sister smoke session family style. <laughs> um highness queen Raina, and you know it is so amazing the the gems that you can find in your own family like i knew you were amazing obviously but i don't be paying attention <laughs> and i did not know you were this amazing <laughs> and right i'm like <laughs> She does all the things that I've been wanting to like find somebody to come on and talk with me about who really know what they're talking about because, you know, you don't want just anybody off the street. Um, And right here in my own family. So I I love that so much. I feel like it was meant to be. This conversation was meant to be. And I say all that, and I haven't even said what you do. (laughs) Uh, But you are a master Reiki practitioner. You own two crystal shops, and do we? Are we talking about the podcast? Are we saying that? Right, because I know we're still figuring it no, out. No, it's into,
0: uh, you know, my lovely, my lovely baby cousin is gonna help me get this uh, podcast. It's the Oddest Goddess Podcast, talking about all things spirituality, holistic wellness, and just random fabulousness.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. I think it's so amazing i will absolutely be your number one fan um so yeah i'm this this has been something that i've been very much um interested in the topic of reiki and crystals and i've like kind of da- dibbled and dabbled all throughout my life but never really did more than surface level googles or whatever and um but i feel like it's always kind of pulled me back like through my entire life i can remember different moments where this type of spirituality was like very intriguing to me so when we were at the barbecue and then you told me you're a, a master practitioner i was like yes this is the moment this is the moment where i'm supposed to learn more and you smoke oh, I'm glad. <laughs> me. yes i yes. think I think it's interesting because we are
0: family. You look at me, that's my big cousin. You don't think about, you know, when you're with your family, you don't say, what do you do when you go to work? Right. right? You're like sandwich,
1: right? Right. So it's
0: not a thing where you're, you know, always plugged into the people closest to you. But what i found is your network is your net worth. So you really need to be um, leveraging,
1: mm-hmm. leveraging
0: that network. So I'm super excited that you're interested in things that have taken such a huge um, place in my life. And uh, I, I'm, I'm here to answer questions, help you out, make suggestions, whatever you need.
1: Yes, I love this so much. I think this is going to be a very um, beautiful, beautiful conversation. Um, so... I'm going to take a hit before we get into this because I smoked earlier, but I can feel the coffee balancing that smoke out. So (laughs) it's bringing me back down. It's like, you know, my favorite thing in the morning is a blunt and coffee, but they kind of like end up canceling each other out sometimes. So it can be a little bit of a roller coaster in the mornings. My My morning is not right if I don't have my joint and my coffee.
0: I typically don't smoke um, every morning, uh, but when I'm off, definitely
1: See, see I, I kind of almost have to, because, well not have to, because I don't as much on the weekends, but during the week I do because it helps me work, helps me focus. Yeah. Um, so if I've tried, because you know, I never want to feel like I have to. Like I feel like right. if I feel like I have to, then that is more of an addiction, and sure. that's not what I want. I want this to be the either recreational or medicinal, whatever I'm using it for in that moment. I gotcha. Um. But so I, I, is I. Hmm.
0: So I told, ceremonial to me, so I totally get it. Ceremony is something you typically do when you're you're partying or you're focused on something important. Right. So thinking about things in a habitual or addictive way, I think of them as ceremonial. Is this something you would do before an important ceremony? Or is this something you would do before or during a celebration? Then you're good. If it's not, then you need to take take a time out and really reflect on what the motivation is for whatever it is.
1: You know, I have never thought of it that way. And I think that's a very interesting... Because I did, I I found myself fighting the fighting it, and yeah. like um the urge to smoke in the morning, but I couldn't get my work done. <laughs> so this will have
0: to, and this is part of the work of un, unlearning, reprogramming, unprogramming, whatever you want to call it, all of the things that we are just constantly being, you know, fed osmosis from the time you're born, you know, you know. What do they say? Uh weed is gonna make you a stoner, a stoner slacker, you're gonna be unfocused, you're not gonna get anything done, you're just gonna be doing it. So you, you believe those things. So even though you have antithetical evidence because you smoke and get focused, you still have this in your mind that smoking before I have to do work or important things is a negative. And so That's kind of where my thinking around it turned from. Ceremony, I'm a very ritualistic person. Even before I came to this practice, I was very ritual-based, and I never recognized what it was. I just had habits or things I Mm -hmm. like. I like things a certain way, right? And so we have these idiosyncrasies that are part of our DNA. They're encoded into us to be the way that we are. And if you're in the wrong environment with those behaviors, beliefs, and habits, it can be detrimental but if you recognize that these things, everything, two things can always be true. Everything has duality, right? Light and dirt, you know what I mean? So the same way people say, oh, smoking weed before work or smoking weed before, you know, you're going to be social, that's a crutch or whatever. You can say, you know, just like our indigenous uh, natives would do, they would smoke the peace pipe, right? And they would have a blend of tobacco, probably some cannabis or other things in there. And that's what they would smoke to calm the mind, to focus the group, to connect to the collective consciousness and make important decisions about the entirety of their tribe. So why do we now, because we've been westernized and ritualized into that thinking, believe that doing the same thing that our ancestors did is a negative?
1: I it's funny to me because until we like started talking about this right now, as much as I preach about, like, you know, I want this to be something that's normalized, I want this to be, like, I know for a fact, and I say it all the time, I get high and I get extremely productive. I know that about myself, as long as I'm, I'm consuming the right thing. And but until you kind of framed it that way i never really put those two things together like you know i've like i said i i went through this period of trying to stop smoking first thing in the morning or before i started to work because i was like am i am i becoming addicted am i using this as a crutch am i just smoking because i have nothing else to do like is this being intentional and okay. I don't think I actually did the work to find out if it was intentional. I think I just said it wasn't and because that's what other people were saying. And so I tried to stop, and it didn't work for me.
0: Okay, so here's the thing that I want you to understand. Your body and mind are partners, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your body is a tool, right? But your mind cannot function without your body. Mm-hmm. So you have to honor both of them. If when you smoke, you get focused mentally and or productive physically, because I know people that will smoke and clean their whole house top to bottom, right? But we, again, because we've been programmed to think that weed is a drug of lethargic slackers who don't do anything productive to society, we've imbibed that completely. It's in the mind. It's in the consciousness, even though we know personally Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It is the unconscious bias that pervades the entirety of the world, and specifically this nation. But the same thing can be applied over any vertical. Mm-hmm. They have a personal situation or personal uh, belief that you know to be true for you, but because it's um, categorically, you know, vilified by the whoever moral majority, the media whomever is feeding the people you you disallow yourself to do what's best for you right? Mm -hmm. We do this this is part of life and part of my work is the conscious unwinding of all of those things that have me bound right? Because those beliefs are binding you from what's best for yourself and if the goal is to highest self, which is antithetical to the governmental control goal, because of course that's not their goal. Mm -hmm. If every single one of us was operating at our highest capacity, we would not be supplicant. We would not be docile. We would not be easily, you know, directed. We wouldn't imbibe, and I keep saying imbibe because you eat with the mind, and the mind will eat itself. So you really need to be focused on what you're feeding it. Right? What am I listening to? What am I watching? Who am I around? What do I see? What do I hear? What do I taste? Right? Because those things are coming through your, all of the things that affect us, affect the whole mind, body, and spirit. Right? So we have to heal the entire being. You can't just go to therapy. You can't just go to the gym. Oh, you can You can you can do whatever you like, whatever's best for you. But there is an evolution to the way that you begin to use your whole self. The body is a tool.
1: Mm-hmm. Is a tool. That's what so tool? interesting. It's so- I want to be a. Want to have all. I want to be a leatherman. I want
0: all the tools. I'm a jack of all trades, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And I used to negative saying, and then I heard the whole saying, and I was like hmm, okay, right? It is important that we embrace what's important for us and then outwardly assimilate to what other people need, right? So that we can all be part of the whole. But if you're not whole, you're a broken link, right? Right? What is this link? Goodbye, (laughs) right? They're like, no have to be solid. You have to be 100%. And, 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 you know, I want you to know that what you're doing, this podcast, I was scared to do it. I'm a business owner. I'm a very 70s baby. I keep my world separated, honey, right? Because some people see me and they think they're looking at an authority figure. And I'm just me, mm-hmm. right? And... I want people to understand that authority doesn't come from a uniform or a wallet or an address. It comes from the self. In your experience, you can be in a room and you'll know who's the authority figure there. You'll attract to them, you'll look at them. You can go in there and know who's dangerous. Leave them alone, Move from over there, right? You'll know who you want to stand next to. You're, you're, you you are so powerful and intuitive. You have to pick what's best for you. I'm sorry for going off on that tangent. No. But I wanted to.
1: I love it. When a
0: lets you know that what's best for you, as long as it's not hurting you or anyone else, why not? Because someone else said no. No. What's working really well for you? What's elevating you? financially or spiritually or physically mm -mm, you can't have that but don't ever believe that they don't partake in it right that's hypocrisy of it so don't allow hypocrisy to keep you bound to things that don't serve you
1: i think it's just so um you can it's it's like looking in a mirror or like hearing from a mirror, right? Like having this conversation. I feel like this is normally what I tell other people. And I had that moment with like, and again, this was, some, I, I gave up on this, this this adventure of not trying to smoke in the mornings, maybe a few weeks ago. So it's not something I'm doing right now, but it took me until right now, until this conversation to look back and say, hey, you were letting somebody else's opinion rule you, even when you knew it didn't work for you. And I never realized it until we started having this conversation. So I think it's important. And this is why I love these organic conversations because they do go off on tangents. But those tangents always somehow come back around and either help me, help my guests, help somebody out there who's listening. So this is exactly what I want. And I I very much appreciate it because I definitely didn't look at it that way. I, ne- I I really wow. got a little concerned there for a minute like dang you are smoking a lot but also I was working a lot and I it's about
0: to, or if you're let me just say this if you're smoking a lot you got money honey yeah right right be clear if you're smoking a lot you're getting money productively somewhere right mm-hmm. now this is this is the this is the, this is the Bias, I always talk about, right? So, think about the weed man, right? The weed man used to be a criminal, a drug dealer. He was someone who was on the dregs of humanity, the outside of society, right? Now, the weed man is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So, two things can be true,
1: right? Because there's still people in jail for weed. So,
0: and people smoke weed all the way from millennia to tomorrow okay don't ever think because there was a prohibition legally against marijuana that people weren't smoking it so let's we have to get out of the web of illusion and into the reality of the world this is the world we live in and we are fed this dual reality the veil that we see the world through this is the lens through which we view the world So they can show you things or you can see things and experience things and hear things that you know to be true, but not
1: believe them. Mm -hmm. That's just crazy. Even like in myself, that's so crazy to me. Like it's just, it's to, like you said, that unconscious bias that, that I didn't even know I was acting out until somebody else pointed it out in the midst of telling people, as long as you're you're being intentional, smoke what how much you want. <laughs>
0: right, but it's all just a word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because when you were smoking, you had an intention. Right. Correct? Okay, so you were being intentional.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that's and that's so, I think my one my one okay. requisite is intent. Even if your intent it, is, I just really want to get high. Like I just want to chill and get high and sit on the couch and watch a movie or whatever. If that's still your intent, then you do it.
0: Right. Because if it wasn't, if, if you weren't, so here's the thing. If your intention with smoking was to chill, relax, watch a movie. And then when you smoked, you chilled and lost, watched a movie and relaxed, you manifested your intention.
1: Mission so accomplished.
0: If, yes. If you're, if you're, if your intention is to stop feeling what you're feeling, you're going to have to own how you alter it. That's what I say. People have to own how they alter their current state of being. If the thing that you're doing makes you productive, function higher, personable, um, uh, introspective, observant, if it does all of those things for you, because it does a lot of those things for me. somebody telling you because it hasn't hurt you has it made you sick has it has it put you down has it, have it like this is how i feel about cannabis this is how i feel about marijuana i am able to parse out and separate every single aspect of the drug war and criminality and drug dealers because i know those people I know what they look like. I know what they smell like. I know what they sound like. They're not what they think. Because the the real issue is they're businessmen. They're service providers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if they have business or services for them to learn, but this is something that they can harvest on their own and convey to a customer base, why aren't they farmers? hmm Right? Because because somebody my, else
1: said it was wrong.
0: Right? Because if you eat enough burgers, you're going to get a feeling. Right? Mm-hmm. You eat, eat some popcorn, you get a feeling. So we have to understand that all of the energies that we, we assign meanings to and we give labels to, intention or drug dealer or whatever. What is the imagery that you, what you're, you're reflecting on to get that idea? Is it your own experience or is it something you've been fed? That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Return to the self. Always trust your intuition. What's best for you is best for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you are allowed to choose you and make sure you're good as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. Yeah, I am a very person, and I, I just want all of us to be free
1: thinking. I very much agree with that, especially the, as long as I, I I've, I fully believe that this world would be in a lot different place if people, for the most part, stayed out of or minded their own business and worried about themselves, in terms. The business- right in terms of as long as it's not hurting you or hurting somebody else if it don't fit in those it it don't matter to you it means nothing to you.
0: you don't need to look at it mind your own business honey yeah that is my world and actually because it is such an important part of the way i was raised there's a child in my family layla who is also an intuitive and also works with me in my store when she was about two years old, she wouldn't like to swim. We had a swimming pool, and she would just put her suit on, and she will buy the pool. She was just doing her thing, and people would be like, get in the pool, get in the pool. She was like, do your own business. <laughs> Listen, that baby is now 19 years old. I'm like, that's a truism. For the rest of her life and my own, when somebody is in the wrong, I'm do your own business, honey. You mm-hmm. can ask anybody. <laughs> that <laughs> is family,
1: hilarious. From the mouth of babies.
0: <laughs> from them, that's where you know what's real and true. Mm-hmm. When it hits you oh, ding, that bell rings, that's true. Then this is part of the thing that's funny to me. People will have those moments where they recognize now I need to mind my own business. But they don't they don't receive it.
1: They keep moment. going. They double down. <laughs> they double down. See I but you know recognition is the first step so now if we can just get you into acceptance you know and accountability then we'll be making progress in the world (laughs) but yeah i i um i feel very good after after this conversation because It wasn't really something that was bothering me because, like I said, I I tried it. I recognized that it didn't work for me, so I moved on. But it makes me feel better to be like, yo, you can trust your own intuition. You don't have to try it and see that it doesn't work for you. You can trust your own intuition and just keep it moving. Hey, you know the
0: saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? We need to work on the broken things. Mm -hmm. There's two Things you really need to work on. People be focused on the wrong thing. Well,
1: right? you know what that is. That's just avoidance, in my opinion.
0: So, rewind that all the way back to your, what you said. You weren't doing your own business. Mm-hmm. Right? So, if you do your business, because you know my business says I can get up, smoke, be productive, knock it out, do my thing, and still be chilling. hmm Why is that a negative? Think about that. So you have to do your own business. You have to stay focused on what's keeping you moving until it's not.
1: And then you pivot.
0: Then you pivot. Then you say, okay, I need to set my game up in this place. But we spend so many cycles and so much energy trying to perfect and, and exist in a space in a way we will never show up. I real, I used to be so achievement driven, right? Mm I wanted to, the best student, the best. I, well, I I didn't want to be the best. I wanted to be the smartest student. Let's let's be clear. Because there's a real dilemma, right? We have to be adept at many things, but we don't have to be expert in everything. And so, I said all that to say, you have to focus on what is feeding you, because that's your success. That's what makes you different. And it's hard for me, even with my business, because I have a amazing person that does some marketing for me that's always like you need to do videos I want you to make a YouTube channel You know, and I'm like I don't want to be on TV uh, my motto is don't watch me watch TV Leave me. I want to be left alone to do whatever I want to do because I definitely am, am aware of you know eyes
1: right know. and so it can make it it, it makes it, it makes you start questioning yourself a little bit and like double double, well, that's not the word I'm trying to use. Um, second guessing. There we go. I was, I was. I kept trying to say, I uh, kept wanting to say double guessing, second guessing yourself and like yeah. things that you would naturally do. And then now you're stopping like, should I do that? Like, I hate this. I hate this feeling of not knowing, not being sure of myself anymore because I'm always like, well, what is this gonna look like? Well, what is this gonna play off as? And it's a very fine line.
0: That yeah, you have, you have a, um, you have humility, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you if you have a humble spirit, that's a different thing from having humility, right? A humble spirit says, you know, humble. Humble is like without. And I know people be like, humble yourself. And I used to be like, you need to stay low, be humble, you know, but I'm like getting to a place where I'm like, why? That doesn't make sense. Do you understand how, how programmed we are to believe that our attributes are negatives and our negatives are the primary focus of everything we do in life? That's not okay. You know what I mean? Like. You should not, and I do this myself, and it makes it difficult because I will search my mind for the appropriate word, and I know a lot of words. (laughs) That's going to convey the most effective um, (laughs) feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Because I don't really use words to communicate. I I give people images, right? Things they can see for themselves. So this is what part of what I'm learning about what I do is when you speak, words are things, right? So if all the words that I was saying were floating out of my mouth and you could see and read them, would they make sense? Would they be things that you want to be on a piece of paper or on a screen? Because like you say, second guessing yourself comes from when someone sees the eyes, right? People are going to see this or hear it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They're going to see it. So what are they going to feel? What are they going to see when they see and hear this? And that's what makes you circumspect. So we think of it as doubt, right? Mm-hmm. It's a pervasive feeling for black women that we are failing that we are not. We are not. We are so hard on ourselves. mm <laughs> on ourselves we are not failing we are holding this whole fucking country up okay mm-hmm. we are the fucking backbone of this country if we didn't have steel in our spine if we didn't have fierce energy if we didn't have a queen self-possession we would we would be humble because that's what they humble yourself I'm not going to. I will not. And you will not. You will not humble me. And I think that is I think that's that probably a,
1: the one of the biggest problems maybe.
0: It's a ferocious goal of mine so this is why you don't want eyes, you understand? Because when people see you, see what you're doing, see what you're talking about, they might not have the vision you want them to have, right? And we need to be aware of that. I have an awareness that maybe the reason that I shy away from the camera or, you know, things like that, because what I'm communicating is meant for the person, the audience. This is maybe a block of mine. I work very well person to person because I can feel your energy. I can I can almost see the things you need me to say. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's a, I know it seems arrogant to say but it just happens. And then people are like, I needed to hear that. If this isn't what I thought I was coming here for, but I needed to hear that. I hear that so much because what you think is wrong with you <laughs> is wrong with you. That's not what's wrong with you. What you think is wrong. You think it's, I gosh, I. shouldn't be waking up and smoking. Weed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You produce a podcast called bluntly black girls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What do you mean? (laughs) Why would you
0: not? Why would you not build your empire? Because that's what you're doing. You're setting foundation. I know what it is because I do it too. And you know what? I do it and I can do all this. So that means that everybody that does it can do whatever they're doing too. That doesn't make them not an authority. Doesn't make them not an expert. Doesn't make them not proficient or productive doesn't make them not brilliant or magical because they do this, but you have the ability to discern that, and not everybody does, and that's where the fear comes from, right, mm-hmm. because you don't want people to see you in an unflattering light, but I want you to understand that your light shines regardless, and we have to stop shrinking ourselves and dimming our light Right, where you shine brightest where i shine brightest this is my space if if you can't smoke weed as the producer of a weed based podcast <laughs> you know what i mean you, you feel what i'm saying right like we have to empower and embody and exist within the space of our magic
1: right what makes yeah. sense for me, is may not make sense for the next person, and what makes sense for them is not going to make sense for me.
0: Now, I want you to be clear. Not everyone can do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Not
0: everyone. And that is why they will tell you, don't do that. Don't do that.
1: Right? And that goes back to mind your business.
0: Mind, do your own business.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Do your own business. I I, I like that better even than, than mind your own business, because do, like, action. Let's put action here. Because
0: if you was doing what you're supposed to be doing, you wouldn't have no time to worry about me. Mm-hmm. Right? You sitting over there worrying about what I'm doing, minding my business. That's not okay. People do that all day long. That's the caring energy that people
1: Ooh. be under. And if I'm you, telling you, I'm just just okay. imagine what our world would be
0: if people would just stop doing that. Right. Worry about yourself? instead of acting out and trying to create proviso for everyone else and making these categories you don't personally fit into because this is something you've thought up in your head and again like I said before we always focus on the wrong damn thing so 9 times out of 10 the one up there hollering the highest about whatever it is that they're against is because they do it in the dark okay? Okay. because their self cannot accept that and they don't want to do their own work, MS, do your business, Mm -hmm. do your work, do your work, they have created this environment, okay? So we need to be clear on that. We literally have a Supreme Court Justice who is a sexual predator making and setting precedential law about women's health rights Mm -hmm. and women's reproductive health like you don't listen to them you can't tell me shit you cannot you're not in authority over me you are not in dominion over me it's crazy but again i see things very visceral viscerally visually i pay attention to the things that people say and the images that we are fed and i'm like okay i i just finally was like no i'm not gonna do this anymore so my kids are like, everything is a lesson. Oh, my God, Mommy, everything is a lesson. I'm like, it is. It's a lesson or a blessing. Everything. Everything. And they all tell you, everything in life is a lesson or a blessing. That is period, point blank, all it is. So if it's a lesson, learn it and keep it moving. It's a blessing. Receive it and be grateful mm. that it, there's nothing else. So there's no time to get down. There's no time to fall behind. There's no time to be knocked out because I learned my lesson. I'm back on it right? You have to keep it moving because we are going to have to learn lessons or we will repeat them. You'll find yourself in the same bullshit. This is feeling like the same thing. It looks a little different, but it's the same thing again. It's the same dude again. Mm -hmm. It's the same job again. Right? You keep moving it. Man, every job I go to, they don't, they don't, it doesn't feel like they value me. No. Every job you go to you don't understand your value, mm-hmm. we have to be self-aware. And so when you move in that energy, then everybody else will as
1: well. I love everything you just said. Like, just like <laughs> all of it. <laughs> like, if we could just like wrap it up in a bow and put it in a box, I think we should gift everything you just said to like every person starting with the story of Goldilocks, because I don't think I would have ever thought to, like, you get to the end of it and thought, I've been like, well, you know what? Let's go back and check her real quick. And I promise you that is one of my biggest problems with people in life. Like, the, the, the best way to get the worst side of me is to not have accountability for your actions. Like... I, it it is and it it's all it's been something that i feel like i've always fought through my life with being the the quote unquote angry black girl right and i i fully admit that my anger goes 100 when i get there okay, i me, get there but i can angry, be i'm sorry
0: follow, no i'm just i'm just going to say that you see this is i hate when people say angry angry black woman or angry, angry oh. black girl if anybody has a right to be angry It's black women in this country. If anybody has a right to be angry in this country, it is black women. So it kills me that the exact most accessible energy you should probably be feeling at any point in any day in America is used to beat you up. Like, we have no nuance, no range. All we are is angry. I'm like, people get... Every person gets angry. That's part of the spectrum of human emotion. So I'm supposed to just completely suppress one of them because I don't want people to label me as an... angry. I am angry. If I'm acting like an angry black woman, it's because, guess what? I'm angry. And I have a right to to my emotion.
1: Well, and my thing has always been... I don't get just angry for no reason. So like, like I, 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 have a right to that emotion. And my thing is, my anger may not always <laughs> come out in the most productive way. But, it's not gonna match. It's but not gonna match. Into- I need somebody to take responsibility for what you did to get okay, the well. anger to that level. Like th- it wasn't like I just came and attacked you and stabbed you for no reason. No. Okay.
0: Can I? Yeah. Real quick. If you've ever, so, you know, bad kids be doing stuff. If you've ever seen an adult as a kid light the stove, right, turn the gas on and light it, you're like, ooh, I want to see that. I want to do that. (laughs) And you get over there and turn that gas on and you turn it on, but you don't know how long it takes. It's, It's only like a click. Fumbling with the lighter or the matches or whatever it is, because you're a kid and you shouldn't have it. So by the time you get the the flame engaged, you gotta Whoosh. come right and you jump that and turn it off and go sit your ass down, right? We need a cup of sit your ass down and think, right? I'm not messing with that stuff. That thing is crazy. No, you're crazy. You shouldn't have been over there. You've got no business. Right. If you would have been doing your own, always comes back. If you would have been doing business of your own, because you know you don't have no business with the stove. So we 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 always have to dial it back to what was I doing? And people, like I say, they they throw rocks and hide their hands. Accountability is the most frustrating um, counter emotion, right? Mm -hmm. So when you hold yourself accountable. When you also take responsibility for shit that's not yours, and when you're also heaped with responsibility for everything and everyone, whether you want it or not, just by existing, you have a very strong moral compass. Black women tend to have a code. Even the most ratchet will have a code, right? Now, we all get squirrely. We're going to waver. Some of that code going to be, you know, but we're aimed at true north. For the most part. And when people are not on message, because when we fall short, we are castigated. Let's be clear black women are vilified and castigated in this country just for existing. We didn't do nothing. We just showed up already. Your hair, your clothes, your butt, your back. You know what I mean?
1: I, so we are the, I fully believe we are the most hated person. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. They
0: tell you everything. They put that bullshit on TV. They put it on the internet. Black women are the least marriageable group in the entire nation. I'm like, you know what? That's because we don't want to marry y'all. Step your game up. Black women are the most highly educated group in the nation as well. So you, you can't
1: trick us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay? It's not, not that we're quit. the least married. We're the least to deal with y'all bullshit. <laughs> we the least to fall for the okie doke. like,
0: exist in your space and you have to you have to reprocess this information in a way that serves you right because that information will serve you poison if you're not in a place to, to see it for what it is but get back to the responsibility that black women feel and the anger that we feel so in this moment I'm just t- tying it all together being a person who is uneducated I've worked in spaces very frequently just based on people's assumption where there are people that are highly educated doctoral candidates master's degrees and various and sundry things and they are less than proficient at their given job and i'm having to pick up their slack and also do my job not only to the best of my ability but better than all the rest but based on the way that our society delineates what is what is not valuable understand that it doesn't matter what you've learned it only matters what you know right so for me that that was a profound understanding and I think that's what you recognized earlier it doesn't matter what you've learned you've learned that it's negative to smoke weed in the morning what I know is more valuable Mm -hmm. so just always have to return to that that space that center that grounding that lets you exist in spaces where you are outpaced or outmatched or people want you to believe those things about yourself. And that will help you release the anger, the angry black woman trope. I exist in a world where that is an archetype, but I refuse to embody it. And I will fully realize and exist when I'm angry in that space. If I'm angry, I'm going to show my anger. Now, I'm not going to show my ass i'm not an asshole
1: see that's that's I, the part i'm working on not showing my ass
0: <laughs> not, not the anger we need to recognize that that's the work the work is not to not to diminish my emotional response i'm okay it's i i have a right to be angry and i i feel okay with that now the way in which i convey that anger now when i get angry i get tight see you have you ever heard that a lot people say that Ooh, he was tight mm-hmm. i get tight Words become very well-chosen. I'm going to choose the most erudite way in which to speak to you. I am going to draw myself up to the fullness of my height. It is going to be a moment where you recognize because the vibration is different, right? I'm angry, but I, I work really hard because the reason that people say we're so wild or, you know, we have... Because we are powerful. This is what people don't recognize. If an if a powerless person is angry, nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. You ain't got no power to harm me. You. you can be mad if you want to, mm-hmm. right? It's a little dog thing. Look at this yipping dog going crazy, mm-hmm. right? I'm not by now. So we have to recognize that. We have to understand that the reason that they tell us these things is because they don't want us to access our power. Because I'll burn this bitch down with my words. Mm-hmm. I will I will flame this place. When I leave, your face will be hot and red. Because you will. Now, and that's the feeling they don't want because they don't like castigation. And I, when I say they, that is the ephemeral, that anyone that is not us, mm-hmm. anyone a black woman in America or in the world. So do not let people paint you into a corner because they made this caricature of us, of the angry black woman, so that you feel like I have to release one of my essential emotions. So as not to be known experience life in the fullness of every facet if I am angry I am going to fully embody that anger mm-hmm. and I will express. Because why am I going to make myself have a heart attack with my repressed emotions and carrying trauma because you will we carry all the traumas in the body all that emotion is stuck in your throat making you scream that's why you got a <laughs> air trigger because of all the unspoken words that you had to swallow throughout your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Yeah, that's why. And I'm not like, and and be mad. But use your anger as fuel. Don't let it consume you. Right? We have to be careful about that. We can't get so angry that it's debilitating. We have to release it. And this again goes back to I don't wanna be the angry black woman. F that. Express, process, release, and do it in a way that doesn't make... Now, if you have an overreaction, that's connected to your sacral, and you need to work on that. Your sacral chakra is overactive, and so you need to balance it. You need to be more grounded. You need to be... You know what I'm saying? You need to counter, like you said, the coffee and the weed. you got to balance it, right? And it's okay. We are fire-beating. We are hot, and people don't like that energy because it's power that's overwhelming. If you're a cold fish, that fire will burn your ass up, and nobody likes that expression of our power. But I'm done with that. That is not part of my life anymore. I do not exist to make you comfortable with your lack of power.
1: I think before... Like when I was younger, because again, my temper always been an issue my entire life. And I think before it was the overreaction was the problem. And then that did, because every reaction was an overreaction, it did very much give space for them to say the angry black girl. Now, yeah. do I feel like I was valid in my anger? Absolutely. Do I feel like the way I expressed it was productive or helpful in even getting my point across no but you're young you that's you're learning how to to
0: why we have to be careful about programming right and this is why we have to be conscious when we are parenting or educating or whatever so with my children right because we all have a temper so and a lot of the lessons that i taught my children i also taught myself right because my mom, I was a latchkey kid. My mom and dad got a divorce when I was little. So I had a lot of alone time, right? And I read a lot. I, I'm a voracious reader to this day. So I had a lot of information in my mind to create my personal code of ethics. And I was like, let's make this grand experiment of having children be about giving them all of that from my side and my husband's side, because he has a very different code of ethics and see what they become, right? So. I always taught them to sit in their emotion. And I think that part of what you're talking about when you just said it's always been a problem, of course, because we are who we are. And if no one taught you back then how to process your emotions, Mm -hmm. there's no way you would get to your big age and not have an overactive sacral, right? So you dial it back to when that's supposed to develop. you're you're grounding your first chakra your root it develops when you're zero to seven years old generally and people get so specific when i'm talking but i'm just painting a picture right so from zero to seven your root chakra is developing that's where you feel safe grounded it's where you get security that's where you have a good relationship with money like not as a child though but so it's like I have access to resources. I have food, clothing, shelter. I have safety. My my big people, my adults, my parents, my teachers, they take care of me. They're caring. They love me. Now, if in your formative years you had experiences that were antithetical to that, you are already at zero to seven years developing energetic glitches, right? Right? So then you go out of that, and then from 7 to 14, because every 7 years is a cycle of life, 7 to 14, that's when your staple is developing, and that's responsible for your feelings of, like, physical pleasure and enjoyment of culture and music and dance and art, and that's where you get your ability to process emotions your emotionalism your your physicality your fertility your sexuality all that starts developing so you think about when i was about 14 yeah that's when i started to kind of like this is the kind of music i like not my parents music but the music i like when i'm 14 yeah that's when i'm starting to understand physical pleasure i'm starting to like athletics or I'm starting to date and, you know, whatever, you have emotional response to other humans, you're, you're picking your, fin, your friend group. That makes sense. So when you're doing that, if you're in that, by the time I'm 14, I'm already exhibiting that my sacral is active. And no one is teaching me when you're angry, you need to stop and think about what is this making me feel like? Not am I right or wrong? I'm angry because then you explain what happened. And then you say, is what person X or this situation or whatever's going on to making you angry, is that in proportion to the behavior that I'm exhibiting? If someone takes my pencil, should I kick them in the leg? No, (laughs) that's not, right? You say, may I have my pencil back? And if you don't give my pencil back, then I have to tell the teacher. Right? Or if you take my pencil, then you need to give me one of yours, right? We need reciprocity, right? We don't need to have these outbursts, but we can convey that nah, you can't take my pencil, you can't have my cornbread, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you gotta be you. And if someone would have been able to teach you to have a fiery, nah, I said, you would be an adult that could set immediate boundaries instead of being an overreactive person. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to recognize that a lot of the, again, we focus on the wrong thing. Fix, if we just do our work, do our business, and fix the things in us that got off track, have a little kink, a little glitch, we would do better because we get so focused on, oh, I have a bad temper. Well, I have a very fiery presence. I have an active energy. So I know that about me. So I have to do things to balance that. That means I have to be thoughtful. That means I have to be grounded, right? That means I have to be heart-centered because then I can empathize and process and respect and understand. I understand why you did that, and because I do, I can modulate my reaction. But when I don't understand, what the fuck? <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: I swear did- she's reading me right now, y'all. Because I, I, I had that moment of realization, like that. Okay, this anger thing. Let's let's figure out how we can balance this out and how we can maybe not have these overreactive. Because I know I'm valid in my anger. It's my reaction that I would like to adjust.
0: And like I, I have clients that are like temper. I'm like, you know what? You need to swim. Go swimming. A lot. A lot. You need that guy, Hot. You need to get in Like opposites. Oppositional energies. Because again, I'm an elemental human. I believe in nothing but energy. That's all I believe in. I believe that God is energy. I believe that thought and physicality are energy. I believe that sound, frequency, vibration, energy are just that is that's the very basic atomic structure of the universe is just energy and so whatever energy you have you have to focus balance you have to create you you know what i mean you have to work at it you're forming something with it it's constantly trying to get out of control and do its thing but you're constantly shaping and pulling and retrieving and oh, that went too far pull that back i call my energy back all the time i call it back Physically. No, I'm not going to do that. You'll see my body move. Oh, uh, no, I'm cool off of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to really self-speak and manifest in my behavior, my attitudes, my responses, my reaction. Who and what I'm going to let. Because, girl, I be off my rocker. I be hot as a firecracker. And I'm a water sign. I want to chill. I want to be, I'm a stoner. I'm a, I'm a 90s slacker. I don't want to be
1: Rah, rah, that's not- I'm, a- I'm a fire sign. I'm, like, my natural inclination is to just be spicy all the time. <laughs> you a 90s baby. <laughs> uh, Y'all
0: can't ducking and bucking and having to fight. Y'all
1: yeah.
0: that's your
1: whole- just fuck. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, I, I absolutely, when I found, when I had that, like, breakthrough moment of, like, okay, I need to find some balance because, like I said, I know I'm not wrong in being mad. And I, I, I can remember the blow up that I had where where like that sparked all of this. And well, the
0: problem you didn't have to act like you didn't have to do but you're like, but what about what they did to me? Nobody remembers that. Right. Nobody remembers you so if you stabbed them in the hand with it.
1: Right. You know I mean? Right. And Nobody. I and I got to the point where I said, you know what? I no longer care. The only thing I care about is the fact that my blood pressure raises to the point where I'm shaking because I'm so mad. So, I'm worried about my health and how this mm-hmm. anger is affecting me and my peace more than am- why are you mad. Because I don't care anymore. Because you don't care why I'm mad, obviously. So, okay, I'm going to put me first. I'm going to... You, yeah. you be mad over there. My One of my dad's famous sayings, like, you know, there's those things that you... you those few gems that your parents give you that you remember for your entire life, one of his Dad biggest is... sayings is, better them mad than you mad. Ooh. Better. Yeah, for sure. Them mad than me mad. And so, if mad. you're mad, that's fine. Better Be mad over there. Mm-hmm. Be mad over there by yeah. yourself. I'm going to work on me over here, because I'm good. And and yeah. when I had that moment, it, it was when... I realized that my anger is, is valid. I have every right to be angry. It's just let's work on how we express that anger because maybe you right. don't have to go nuclear on people.
0: <laughs> right. That's the part that I think is important to mention that if someone would have taught you how to process, right, if they, instead of them invalidating your feelings, you don't have to get that mad. You don't have to do, you shouldn't do, you you don't do that, right? Because those are all negatives. You say, I understand why you're upset, but do you think it's a good idea to break things or hurt people's feelings because you're upset? Now they're questioning. Uh, well, no, because you love them, right? Yes. But I was upset in that moment. Are you still upset? Not as much. You're not as upset, right? And if you think about it, you might feel a little bit less upset even right now, right? Can you take a deep breath? Yes. Feeling a little bit better? See, every moment you're feeling a little bit less upset. So see, if you wouldn't have kicked them and they wouldn't be crying, you would have been already over in trouble, but now you had to stay in the house or you didn't get to go to recess or you didn't get to go to the field trip or you lost your privilege or you got put on, right? So all the things that, because this is the, the belief is discipline, right? You, you, you get an, uh, an action of anger, you have a punishment. Instead of that being, you have an action of anger, let me teach you how to exhibit that anger and process it in a way that doesn't get you in trouble. I can be angry, and I know how to be angry and not get in trouble. Now, if you continue to be angry and do things that are outside of the realm of what's okay when you're angry, now we have to talk about discipline. You know, I kind of understand gentle parenting. I have—I mean, obviously, my children are grown. This is a new thing because I had aspects of that, but I also was a mom that would be like, hey, I said sit down. So all that, would you like to sit down? No. (laughs) i said right i'm bigger i'm in charge nothing moves until i'm a a spanking mom i'm not first of all that's embarrassing i don't like to be embarrassed people whooping their kids and stuff that always made me (laughs) get weird because i didn't really my mom is a lecturer i didn't really get spanked like that so when people start getting physical i'm like i'm out of here because I'm an empath, and I can feel every, every smack they getting is making me cry. So I can't be around that. But I've always been a kid that's observant. Like, oh, that's, this person right here will put hands on you. I'm not finna cut up that Auntie so-and-so's house because I already know what it is. I'm very self-preservationist. I know how to keep the self okay, safe, comfortable. I know how to stay out the way. And I, I see how kids would get in trouble because they couldn't manage their emotions. They couldn't calibrate. They were either too they, a crybaby, right? Now, you don't have no friends because you cry every time. You don't have no friends because you get mad and kick ass every time. <laughs> you don't have friends because you don't know how to share, right? You you learn these things, so I'm like, hey, I, I just want to be chill. I might want to play with y'all today, but tomorrow I might want to read my book by myself. I want to be left alone so I know how to get along in spaces. But that don't mean I agree, because I'm like, what are you bugging out like that over some glue for? Like, You know <laughs> what I mean? But I understand that you like your shit left alone, so I ain't going to mess with it. But everybody's different. You know what I mean? Some people are button pushers. They're like, I know if I pick up your glue, you're going to lose your mind. And I want to see you react. So you have to be able to deal with all of that. And if you know you have a hot temper, you need to do these exercises, breathing, and, and you know, they have the, the focus things like counting or whatever, all this type of stuff. Like, yeah. But whatever you need to do so that you can call your energy back just enough so you can talk to yourself and be like, okay. Do I need this job or is this person important to me? Do I want what I'm about to do to be implanted in them? Because we affect each other so deeply with throwaway shit. You would never think some boy when you're seven years old says, oh, you got funny looking legs. Now you never wear shorts. I don't wear shorts. My legs look funny. Now you don't know that he probably liked you. You never know. He just couldn't think of nothing else to say. But it is it is imprinted on you that you have funny-looking legs, so now you don't wear shorts, you feel me? And you like 28,
1: never... still not wearing shorts.
0: Right. A grown-ass, hot-ass woman wearing pants in the summertime because you think <laughs> your legs are funny. You know what I mean? Like, come on. We have to understand how powerful we are. This is a throwaway moment in that other person's life. They didn't say that to damage your fucking self-esteem. But people who carry anger, they carry that memory. They carry that imprintation. And they don't process. Whatever. I didn't say nothing about your butt teeth. Leave me and my legs alone. Do your own business. (laughs) I'm over here. Right? You didn't have the, the personhood to do that at the time. So you just got, you know? You're playing with your brother, he chucks a rock. You're bleeding profusely. Now you know even people that love you can hurt you. What the hell, right? <laughs> those little things create the self. They create who we are. And if we don't get taught how to process those things in an appropriate way for our age or the time, then we become overly emotional, overly reactionary. We become shut down. We become... You know, damaged in ways that you have to unfuck. You've got to go back to that moment and look at when was the first time I felt like nobody listens to me, right? Mm-hmm. If that's one of your things, and you, you, well, was it when I was? Oh no, it was. It wasn't my husband. It was maybe when I was in school and I would put my hand up and they'd say, "Not you again." Mm, no, was it at home when I'd be like, "I don't like these." you better eat those peas, right? When did people tell me that my thoughts and my needs and my wants weren't important and when did I start believing that? And you have to go back to that person. And if it's your three-year-old self who hates peas and is being forced to sit there till you eat the peas, you need to say, baby, you don't have to eat those peas. And you don't have to feel sad and you don't have to feel hurt and unprotected because the person who is supposed to be looking out for you is making you do something that is not what you want right but we don't have at that age and most of us at whatever stage we've been indoctrinated with the things that we're dealing with the tools so when you get them you need to go back and talk to yourself and release that so you can put your fucking shorts on
1: (laughs) (laughs) in a 108 degree weather
0: And be outside because I see people outside with shorts every day that I be like, okay, (laughs) you know. We have to release the things that bind us. We have to. It's crazy. How can you breathe? It's exhausting. And that is the work that I love. That is what I do every day, just having conversation with people so that they can rewind the tape, the inner monologue, the inner critic, the inner judge that's like, ah, look at your knee look at your knees girl, look at your knees Right? you're like, get out of here you've got to regulate the self because the mind is fertile, it'll run away with you you got to call it back and rein it in and focus it on the shit that's making you feel good and making you you know, successful and productive and all of that but we let so much of our energy go to places that just don't serve us so many cycles spent hurting and hating, and you know that's so unproductive. All of anger is an unproductive energy unless you use it as fuel, right? If you're just mad and burning your life down, that's so unproductive. It is. It's a. It'll set you back. You'll have to go back. Now you got to go back and fix all the shit you burned up, right? Now you can come back to. You know, you're like I the person I used to be is not the person I am today but they're like okay this bridge over here says different right right. so you you have to understand yourself in a way that allows you to to be graceful with yourself and give forgiveness and allow for growth and maturity and education and elevation and gives yourself room to breathe because sometimes I'm still going to get mad and blow up Regardless of how healed I am, how fixed you are, how many times you go back and hug your seven year old self, you will have that moment, and then that moment it's okay, okay, my bad, that was too <coughs> much. Um, <again>, day one,
1: <laughs> and I think that's that's that accountability, and that, like I said before, that yeah. <coughs> I can deal with a lot, mm-hmm. but the accountability has to be there if you.
0: see, again, release your need for the other person to have accountability. Only own business. Because if you think about it, how many times do you get what you want?
1: Yeah, but then like, what do you mean? But like, so releasing I understand logically.
0: Okay, so hold on. Let me just ask you two questions. How many times has you holding a person accountable gotten you what that's the first question. And number two, if you did get the accountability, would it change the circumstances or would you still be in the same space? You don't need the accountability to move forward. You don't need it to move forward. You don't need it. You have to release your need to hold someone else because, again, we have to do our own business. Now, I can say your ass is not accountable, so now I know that about you. you can acknowledge right we can Mm -hmm. acknowledge that something is true but when we dwell in spaces where things that don't serve us hold us hostage it's not productive being angry when someone doesn't take accountability to the degree that it makes you have a nuclear reaction does not serve you what would serve you is saying no you oh you do stuff and then you don't don't own it. Got it? Now I know that. And then you treat them accordingly, right? This is part of like when I'm doing executive coaching and you have a team member or when you're working in an environment where someone in your team is one of these strong men, right? They, they've taken the strong man architect. I'm just going to mansplain you and shout you down and co-opt your ideas and you know this type of shit, right? Now, complaining about that guy is going to feed the imagery that he is big strong man and you're uh complaining weak right instead you turn that oh these outbursts of yours you know when you get emotional like that it's really hard to communicate i don't really understand what your focus is right when you do that you disarm them sometimes you got to give people what they want give them what they want it takes the wind out of their sails, right I'm, try, I, I'm trying to get to the crux of what I can do to help you, but you're really spiraling right now. See, you, you've completely taken his and made it something that he, not because me personally, I don't get upset when someone says I'm emotional. I should be, right? I'm human, I'm alive. Emotions are part of my everyday existence. That's a true fact. But some people, Specifically, those types take that as, a, you know, a jab on their manhood or their personhood, whomever it is, because it could be a strong arm Susie, whoever, who thinks that they can use their energy and their presence to back you down. No, I'm gonna use all that weight you just put on me to leverage you. Now you on the floor. Oh, look at you down there. <laughs> Right, you you have to see. That's where you get. You have to learn how to not always fight fire with fire, right? Right. I fight fire with water. Now you down there sizzling. Oh, mm. That's you the, know what I mean.
1: That's the part yeah. that I struggle with the most. <laughs> like and that and the like. I said my my reaction is always fire.
0: Yeah, of course. That's what, we, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. This is why. So, like you truly really need to do practices like even if you're not a swimmer take baths instead of showers sometimes
1: I actually hate baths I love I do I love being in the shower the shower is my happy place it is where I go to think I hate baths because I feel like I'm sitting in my own dirt so I have to take a shower first and then by the time I take the shower I'm like well now I'm clean well
0: I don't take baths because I, 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 too, am like, I'm not going to sit in my own filth. That's not a thing. But when I take baths, it's like I need, like, I'm from the Calgon, take me away generation. So when I'm <laughs> in the moment of washing, clarity, spiritualism, connection, I'm centering myself in the most visceral way, in water. It's a return to the, the weightlessness of the womb to release things that are not... Healthy or that are not uh, productive. It's a wonderful thing. Ritual bath is a wonderful thing to do, and I absolutely do them. I make ritual bath for intention setting, but it's not the same as I need to get ready for work. No, I, I take a shower ninety-five percent of the time, but when I do feel like I'm just heavy, I'm just mad, I'm hot, feeling spicy, I'm feeling myself getting snappish. <laughs> I need to, you know what I mean? Bring that energy down. So I think it's, I think it's like just about understanding that wherever you are is okay. And there's always a way to turn it to your advantage, even when it is, what, quote unquote, a negative. Because, you know, you get in that water, it's going, oh, let me think about how am I going to, that little email was, you know, that pissed me off, but let me think about what I'm going to say. So I can send back all the right words, but in the order that's going to let them know I'm not the one or the two. Yeah. And if, you know, and then you're like, on Monday, <laughs> got to walk in the office sheepish because you don't let somebody have it, you know? It's, it's important to own yourself and your emotion and your response. And that's it. That is the next step. Now, I get what you're saying because... That's not fair, but is life fair? I what what do you want? Do you do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm-hmm. I wanna be happy. I'm always right. Okay? I don't need you to validate my rightness. Because this is what it is. You needing the other person to validate that they're in the wrong and you know now you gotta kowtow because and people don't like that feeling. People don't. And I understand that they don't, because I don't like it, but that's why I strive to stay in the right, you know what
1: I'm saying? I think what, um, I think the part that you, the question that you asked that really kind of, like, made me think, like, even if this person did take accountability, would I still think you're a horrible person? (laughs) Because, like, right now, I think you're a horrible person, Right. If you said, Okay, I'm a horrible person, what I still think you're a horrible person, and the answer is yes, like you admitting it is not gonna change my opinion.
0: I'm gonna get you what you want. Right. And it's not gonna change the situation. Right. Those are the two Just get me what we want. What I want does this change the situation. Those are the places where you focus your energy. If it's gonna do neither of those, you gotta keep it moving. Yeah. Because it's a track to distract you from what you're supposed to be doing. My. While you sitting there with them hostage and accountable to their behavior, you're missing out on what you're supposed to be doing. Because people, some people got to be left where they are. They, everybody can't go where you're going. And when people show you who you are, you got to believe them. Trying to extract the good or the just or the whatever from people will exhaust you and waylay you and turn you away from your purpose. You got to find a coalition of the willing. Right. okay Define your tribe your people your squad your whatever and move together with them
1: right the Absolutely. ones you don't have to worry about question but i think everything that you've said today has been one exactly what i needed to hear so oh. i hope it's exactly what everyone else needed here we're not i'm not i'm not wrapping up but um but I really wanted to, to go back really quick on what you said. Um, and I feel like you kind of gave a little bit of a, a blueprint of sorts to, to how, how to start healing and how to start reframing and rethinking a lot of these negative thoughts and these things that um, we, especially as black women, are told about ourselves and that is drilled into us um, to the point where we start telling it to ourselves. And, um, it was like a light bulb moment for me. I, I've been really working on healing and, and, you know, that's the conversation that we had that a couple days ago, a few days ago. And when you were saying like, go, go back to the moments where you remember thinking, oh, I felt a, I feel like a, B and C, or I'm failing here. I'm doing this, like whatever that thought is. And go back yeah, to the right. beginning go back like to if you have to go back to three-year-old self and really going back and and telling yourself like no this is okay mm-hmm. and i don't know that i've ever thought of it that way or if it's ever been presented that way and it seems like something so simple but everybody hells. Their light bulb moment, right? And I think that was just like my that that explanation was very much a light bulb moment. So I want to say one thank you for the direction, okay, and um, the insight. And
0: You're welcome. Thank you for listening to me ramble. You know? Of course,
1: <laughs> you are um, you are just like this is, I, ugh, I just speechless. Got me speechless over <laughs> here. I have no words. And for someone who talks a lot, that is saying a lot (laughs) to not have any words. Uh, But, yeah, I really think and I hope that that gives a light bulb moment to somebody else. If they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I heal and how do I start that journey? And try that. Try that. Try, you know, identifying those negative thoughts that you have about yourself, going back and remembering when was the first time I heard this, or when was the first time I felt this way, and like reimagining that situation and ending in a different way? Yep. And, and so, I want to do our high blessings. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so working on positive, talk to yourself, to myself, um, and affirming. And manifesting, I've really, really been um, focusing on manifesting lately. Um, So my high blessing for today is I am becoming who I am meant to be and who I want to be. But who I am right now is still more than enough. Progress over perfection
0: kill you girl oh that will it, it it used to make me do nothing absolutely because I'm a, wrong if i can't do it right and perfect i just won't do it and that is stupid
1: yep wow. that is literally my life motto for most of my life yeah it that per, that perfectionism that that imposter syndrome all of those things are the plagues of my uh uh emotional life
0: (laughs) but everyone's because who doesn't want to give their best so you, you again you have to transmute transmutation is literally taking energy you already possess so when you have all those negative feelings that's energy it's just low energy you have to transmute it which means to change it so from from dark to light from from negative to positive, you you transmute that feeling into something else. Because I'm so worried about making sure I do this right, I'm going to really put my time, energy, and focus into preparing. So there's ways to do the thing that take that energy away, because that comes from fear. All the negative feelings you have come from fear. And so what am I afraid of? I'm afraid of looking stupid. Mm Well, why am I afraid of looking stupid? I'm afraid of looking stupid because I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, how do I not get up there and not know what I'm talking about? Let me read this thing. Let me look at so I have a proficient knowledge of what it is. So you set yourself up for success and that disabuses you of the, the knowledge or the energy or the fear of failure right when you're doing it even if you do fail god forbid which is like the terrible fear of my life oh i gotta want to look like a failure Ah, i'm not gonna do it right if you do then what you just die are you gonna die because you fell before it look at you breathing
1: still here
0: look at you still here so you can just Not do nothing, or you could just still be trying. Try again. Do it better. Work harder. See, I don't like hard work. (laughs) I hate hard work. But hard work is how you get shit
1: done. Um, what I read your high blessing, and I absolutely love it. And like, (laughs) I'm going to put this like on my wall or my mirror to like read every day because it's so cute. So, (laughs) go ahead and give us your high blessing.
0: Yes. It already is. You already are. There's no need to stress or wish on a star. Sit your ass down and think of a plan. You've done it before. Do it again.
1: Yeah, because I love it. I was like, I feel like everyone should hear this. Like, we can replace the story of Goldilocks with this. I'm here for that plan. (laughs) Goldilocks. Yeah, we're crushing her out. I'm very, I'm still, I'm so shooketh about Goldilocks. I I will literally never look at that story again the (laughs) same.
0: I definitely understand that I have a thinking about the world that is off kilter to most people. So you really have to trust. things in the spirit that you mean them so i want to tell you i love and commend you so much for doing this and being open and and sharing yourself and bringing people into this space to say things and share things in a very comfortable and beautiful way it's lovely So, so much
1: for having me thank you i appreciate that and i think this has been one of i say i do say this like all the time but This is, like, my favorite conversation. (laughs) Um, I feel like I've learned so much about myself, so much about um, reframing the way that I think things, um, and so much about you. And like we said, this is not what we meant to talk about, so we definitely have to have you come back on again. But either way, I'm very fulfilled in the conversation that we did have here. Uh, And I think that... Um, again, everything happens for a reason, and I believe that things will work out as they are meant to be. And so this conversation was meant to be this.
0: Okay, well, I, I, I receive it. Yes. And I hope you slice and, you know, remix
1: it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I definitely got you. Before we head out, I do, because we are definitely way over time. So I appreciate you giving me extra time, extra um, parts of your day here. So before we head out, I always like to ask a random ask question because what is highness without randomness? So okay. I have a list of questions and they're numbered 4 through 20. So you can pick one of those numbers and I will ask you that question.
0: 11.
1: 11. So, if somebody has the blunt or joint or smoking apparatus too long, how do you ask for it back? Like, how do you say, hey?
0: Oh, I'm that person. So, I'm like, oh, let me stop politicking or stop politicking. <laughs> With, oh, I'm from the Bay. Hey. Hey.
1: I was about I to say I feel like the Bay is really coming through right now because <laughs> I feel like well I I, I don't know I think though there's a lot of things that I think are from the Bay or I'm like nah that came from us and people are like no we've been saying that but I feel like politicking that's us mm-hmm.
0: yeah it
1: is yeah yeah very much wow. uh Baydustrian right there <laughs> <laughs> e40 <laughs> would be proud. Um, I think I think I'll just be like, so you gonna pass that? Are you okay? So you, you gonna keep holding that? Like yeah, it's normally no. like I want you to know that I need you to keep it going. Yeah, that's the one. See when you do that, then the person's like, oh my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, no, I it's don't cool. It. Move it. Right, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Just pass it. You can keep talking. Just yeah you
0: can all that yakety yak but for real i'm telling you that's the talking stick the person with the blunt always got something to say keep it moving (laughs) playa
1: again i have you've given me a lot of things to think about you've reframed a lot of things that i've thought um about in the past and I think this has just been, like, a really, like, amazing and beautiful conversation. Yes. Yes. And yeah. I can't wait to when do I, it again.
0: Yeah, when I get whatever this is, I feel like you definitely have to do
1: something with it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I think that wraps up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. This has been, again, absolutely amazing and I can't wait to go back through and like pick out the little gems that you've dropped because oh my gosh it is just it's just it's just going to be some amazing stuff so we definitely have had um I think a lesson in healing, a lesson in um being who you are fiercely. Um a lesson in saying what you want and being a hundred percent advocate for that for yourself, and doing right. all of this while high. Man.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But see that—that's when you be dropping jewels.
1: Right. <laughs> that's why I love these comments. Like I'm telling you, the cannabis—it just ramps up everything because this was already in you, right? This is everything we have. Again, the affirmation. Everything we have is in us already. The cannabis just opens the floodgates yeah yeah
0: it'll it'll things and you'll be taking you're trying to unspool <laughs> you're like i don't know where this is going
1: yes but we <laughs> going to, we going down look we go wherever the smoke goes
0: yeah i like it yeah i like that smoke goes this is dope like i said i never thought i would do anything like this but it was amazing i had a great time yes. um we At The Secret Door, we sell crystal pipes and just a ton of things to crystallize your life. and we will be, we're actually developing some smokable herb blends that you can, if you don't, uh, take cannabis, or if you do, you can blitz with your cannabis intake, or you can smoke them alone, and I'm super excited to bring that to the forefront. I'm working on that uh, now, so... uh, really amazing things coming we're developing so many things my my daughter is a uh, business student at Howard University and she is elevating so much of the direction of where the company is going and I'm super excited about that and uh, yeah it's just like everything is opening up you know it's a real um interesting thing like it's you know several of the things that we sell are about integrating and incorporating crystal energy into your everyday life so that's why we have things like the crystal water bottles we have a lot of vessels and we have self-care like wash and facial roller because we want you to understand that these naturalistic these nativist, these um organic Materials have energy and resonance and vibration that you can connect to just like you connect to other people. You connect to colors, environments, textures. We are vibrational beings. We are always, you know, feeling. And it's really interesting to see how crystals can influence the way that you feel. They can bring you down and, and accelerate and decelerate and lift you up and focus you and allow you to release and so many things they, they're like an activation right because I look at your physical body as almost like an antenna it is sensing it is feeling it is smelling it is seeing it is touching it is vibrating it is connecting to everything around you you can walk into a space you know someone's been having a heated conversation you can feel it in the air it's heavy What, what, what what's going on in here you know what I mean you, we've all had those feelings and so it's important like we talked about earlier to connect to your core and trust your intuition and hone it so that it can be trusted because when it's you know uh, unopened, unactivated when you don't use it you don't connect to it, you don't resonate with it, it, it it's not always going to be spot on because it's got so much interference other things coming in, other people's opinions, chatter. You know what I mean? You, you have to hear your inner voice and understand it so that you can move forward and not be in confusion and not have you know running loops where you're constantly repeating the same circumstance over and over and you're not moving forward and you're not getting past it and you keep pulling it up and it keeps becoming a problem and you don't know how to solve it and even when you think you're doing different things it's still it's because those unresolved things you were they're in you. We carry it with us. So wherever you go, there you are. You know
1: I think that anyway. um I think that one, when I seen the crystal water bottles, that was the first time I ever saw anything like that and I really love those. Um and I think that so uh, smoking with a crystal like pipe and like understanding the what the crystal energy is, and like, I think that would just be such an elevated experience, and, like a really intense, beautiful high. So I'm yeah. very excited to try that, and it's gonna make me really think about what uh which one I want to mm-hmm. get.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's all the things one of the most like kind of ubiquitous questions is what should i buy what I, I i what should i get and we always tell people and this is me and all of the people that i work, all the girls that i work with um, we want you to just take a circuit around the space and see what calls you see what you're attracted to see what speaks to you what what sparks your attention what vibrates what feels good in your hand what draws you in Nine times out of ten, that's exactly the energy that you need to either support or you need to elevate, right? You need to balance. And so we need to, again, we're always reinforcing the self. Trust your intuition. Your instincts are never wrong. You'll pick the right thing. And when we tell you what we do is we provide the information that affirms you so you can hear what you're getting and why you're attracted to it because you always know like you said we have all the answers we have all the tools we have everything we need already everything you will become is already in you you're just on the journey to becoming yourself you're already there at every step at every moment every part of your journey is exactly where you're supposed to be because you are becoming yourself Mm -hmm. And when you look back Remember when I first said or when I started thinking about and then you see that over the time spectrum of your life, you are manifesting and accomplishing and moving forward and regressing and progressing and where you could have went left instead you went right. You know what I mean? You, You will get the lens of experience, but that should create wisdom so that for the way forward, you have a better understanding of how to move and how to react and what to do. Situation, so you're not like I said on that hamster wheel or that repeating thing in your life that's just taking you nowhere
1: mm-hmm. yeah cause you know the hamster wheel gets old after a while the, oh, like girl. not even a long while like a short mm-hmm. while <laughs>
0: yeah. and the thing that's hard is that people know that but it's hard to shake loose
1: mm-hmm.
0: you might think I did everything opposite and I still
1: ended up in the same place. Right. <laughs> but did you really it, did you really do the key things opposite? Or did you just do them differently? Right. Same I thing differently. Yes, I was celibate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is Hot. that is Hot. the hard part. That is the learning. But that is also uh I don't I don't know if most rewarding is the right word, but it's where you learn and I think I think that is, you know, rewarding. It you may not feel cell- good. It definitely doesn't feel good. But you
0: said you learn celibacy. Excuse me? What you said you, said you learn in celibacy?
1: Oh absolutely not. That's not no, that's I don't even know what that means. Um, okay. No, gonna- <laughs> no, 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 no. I've said that. Uh, that's where the work comes in. Nothing oh. to do so with celibacy. But that's where the oh. work comes in is is changing those, actually changing those behaviors instead of just doing the same thing in a different way. Um, yeah. Is where the work comes in, and it's not. I don't know if most rewarding is the right word, but it's where you learn the most. And sure. that is the re- I, the reward. Yeah. No, not celibacy is rewarding because I don't, I don't even know how I would handle that. Um, but yeah. I don't know nothing. Look. I've been married. For- so, I've, I've
0: never been <laughs> <yeah,
1: laughs> That's
0: no. not my... I just be like, oh, I believe in sex magic. So that's a whole right. different
1: thing. So, you know, that's a decision that you can make over there for me over here I'm not making that decision <laughs> no, no 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 it's not on the list of things I want to do no uh, I get it though it does
0: increase your uh, you know people say it increases your vibration
1: um so- sure <laughs> I'll
0: never know no.
1: yeah right I believe you I don't feel the need to test out the theory. I'm here for all the pleasure. (laughs) All the pleasure. So I want to say um, once more thank you again for coming through, dropping all of your wisdom. It's been like such an amazing conversation and I can't wait to have another one. Um, And once again, I want to tell the people where they can find you. They can find you on IG at Reiki, R-E-I-K-I, underscore Ray, R-A-I. And of course, I'll have all of this information in the show notes so that you can hit her up again. Don't be weird, but definitely talk to her, interact. We're going to help uplift her in her podcast. And once it launches, and make sure that everybody knows about it because I already know it's going to be amazing. Um, the the Secret Door uh, IG is at the Secret Door MH, on all social media and you can follow us at bluntly black girls on ig bluntly blk girls on twitter and visit the website www.bluntlyblackgirls.com for more podcast episodes and don't forget to order your intentional highness set uh box set they are still on sale and lastly comment rate subscribe let us know what you think about the episode if you have any questions for reyna um anything that you would like to ask on the next time we have her out here because i'm just gonna like put it out in the universe now that we're gonna have a second episode so if y'all have any questions for her let me know i'll make sure to get them to her so okay yes so smoke a blunt ooh, wow look at that Smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody gonna say about being a bluntly black girl. And we are out.
0: It's a pervasive feeling for black women that we are failing. That we are not. We are not. We are so hard on ourselves. (laughs) So incredibly hard on ourselves. We are not failing. We are holding this whole fucking country up, okay? Mm-hmm. We are the fucking backbone of this country. If we didn't have steel in our spine, if we didn't have fierce energy, if we didn't have a queen's self-possession, we would, we would be humble. Because that's what they will humble yourself. I'm not <coughs> going to. I will not. And you will not, you will not humble